When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for tech topic intent so this is a segment where Charlene will explain a technical topic in 10 minutes or under but then we'll be speaking about the coding black females community so think of it as a lightning talk Charlene and this is an Mm -hmm. opportunity for you to demystify an area of tech that other people might not know about and I think today you're gonna give a go at give it a go explaining the first product that Coding Black Females made to... Right, okay, so, tech topic in turn, Coding Black Females, <laughs> totally do that. Um, so, what I'm going to kind of talk about is is a bit about the first product that we made at Coding Black Females, but then also um, how we kind of went from a space that we could, that we were a tech community, moving into this, like, actual company that's a, that has people working for us, right? Mm-hmm. So, um... <laughs> This is awful because I don't know that normal people build businesses in this way, but that's why. <laughs> so I would say that what we had initially was this community, right? We had no face, no nothing. There was nothing that anybody could see that was part of Coding Black Females Online except for the meetup group. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I essentially did was at that point, we had a conference that was happening on Afrotech Fest. I don't know if you would have yeah. gone to that. Yeah. So I went to Afrotech Fest and I was like, oh my God, I've got to do a lightning talk about Coding Black Females, but then where are they all going to go once they once they have a look at this thing? So I created a website the night before. Um, <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I created a website the night before because I was like, we need somewhere for them to go. Um, so I would say essentially this, this was the first product, right? It was a website, great, whatever. Like it, it was a way for people to find out more about the community. But what that then meant was we had um, essentially companies could land on a website and they would ask me questions like, oh, do you know how I could list a, a job with you? I want to tell people about these jobs that we have. And I was like, yeah, of course. So whenever they'd give me a job, I'm like, yeah, you know, the way it works, you just send me the details for the job and then um, it will be available on the website overnight. So there's some of the details. And I would literally like code a page of the night because I was like, I need, wow. um, I need to have a a page ready on the website that these yeah. companies are telling me that they want to pay to to host with us so what i was then like actually i can't just build a page whenever somebody like it's worth it like they would pay 100 pounds i would build a page then there'll be a page on the website fine but i needed to be more sustainable yeah. so um what i then did was the, the actual product that we then built was um the job board which is something that's kind of integrated with the website um and at that point I had no idea what to really use like I'd only ever built systems that were really internally facing that sort of thing in the past and I wanted to have a product that could that people could log into interact with and then um, upload jobs and do that sort of thing so created this job board using WordPress something I've never done before and WordPress is interesting because I don't really believe in no code or low code it's not a thing that I do um but had to learn this um this new platform essentially that I hadn't done before so built the Coding Black Females job board um probably in a weekend I think because 
I was like, okay, you've got to dedicate some time, put a weekend aside, mm-hmm. and you can actually just learn how to do it and then release it on the Monday. It's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this is why you're working a full time role. Yeah, so I was working full time, but it was only a weekend. Like, yeah, only a weekend, no big deal. No, so I got the job board um, in one weekend using WordPress, and I was like, okay, they need to be able to bring in payments, it needs to be able to um, have people manage their own so that I don't have to do anything at all. And it needs to be self-sustainable and self-managed because that way I'll be able to sort of set back. Yeah. And I also wanted the brand to be lined up with the CBF site as well that we already had because otherwise they would be like, why is, why is this random site there with all these differences? So I actually did loads of research. I, I looked at loads of different job boards. I looked at the, the, the ways people advertise roles and, and the sort of information that you need to capture. And then, yeah, build that using um, WordPress. And what that meant was we then had a, a way for me to do nothing but the company to generate income. Even though it was a small amount of income, we could generate income at that mm. point. And companies could then see, ah, oh, okay, like if I want to tap into that community, I don't even need to contact anybody. I can just mm. log in and do what I want, um, which I guess was one of the turning points that we had, which was a way for us to generate income, interact with organisations for the companies and for the community to gain benefit from CBF, mm-hmm. um, which was really, I think, one of the turning points for us to be able to, go, I'm not going to say this is the, a way that we were able to go from being a community to a company um, or a community to having full-time employees, but it's a way because I can then, at that point, we could say, okay, we've got a single stream of income coming in from one location i always wanted to have a company that had multiple income streams Mm -hmm. and one of the important things is that if you've got an income stream i remember watching a documentary or something um about i don't know louis vuitton or or one of those companies and they always have multiple products they have something that the people can buy on mass so something that's relatively low priced you've got something that's um at a different price point so then you get a different set of uh, companies and they have something at a much bigger price point so that you can get you know you get fewer orders of that really big thing, but they can be a real turning point. So I was like, okay, cool. We've got something that's going to get us a bit of churn, get us some income. And if we want to push it, we can do. And then that can actually pay one or two people's salaries. Mm. And then it was like, okay, um, what else can we do in terms of enabling more people to get involved in what we're doing at CBF um, from a from a working perspective? Because, you know, I was... There was, yeah, there was the job board, but there was also running this community, there was running the events, there was growing the community, all these things, learning what marketing and branding was, <laughs> which was all stuff that I didn't know about. So I had a very limited amount of time um, to be able to do all of that, and I wanted to pull other people in that could support with the development of that as well. So there was there was that side. There was also working alongside a lot of the companies who were able to really, I didn't actually realise that there was there was budget available within companies to support companies like ours to do the work that we do. Mm. I didn't didn't know that was a thing um, until I went to a conference and people were like, of course we pay for that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> great. I've got to make that possible. So then it was like, okay, let's figure out what it means to make that possible. What does a company want? Um, and what what's beneficial to the community as well, right? So you've got always got to think on both sides. It's the market is the community and then the companies are the people that are funding us to be able to support the community. So we've got to make sure that we can always serve both audiences at all times. So I would, again, take a lot of advice from a lot of people um, have a lot of conversations. When I was learning about how the way that companies will choose to brand businesses and, and the way that they'll choose to to 
support organizations as well so um then it was like okay we need to make sure that they have a way of we have a way of showcasing that they are working alongside our brand which is mm. where the company profile pages that's why they exist um, because we want to be able to say these are companies that we're working with these are people that are interacting with us but also that's something that essentially companies will pay for is a way to showcase that they're working alongside your brand to do something good in society like that's so positive mm-hmm. so essentially anything that a company wants also anything that the community wants mm-hmm. would generally just be built um overnight or over a weekend so that we can enable it. So I always say yes. If someone says there's something exists, the answer is yes, and then we make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and agile. That. True, agile. That's true agile. <laughs> a lot of people um, that were in the CBF uh, volunteer community as well, you know, they'd be like, okay, I get it. It's the CBF way, Charlene. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll just make it happen. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's make it happen. <laughs> so it's like very active. Not not in a bad way, like reactive in a way that is actually a positive. So mm-hmm. The great thing about the work that we do is anything that we do is benefiting black women in the tech industry. So yeah. it's never a downside. If a company is like, we want to do this and I don't think it's right and I don't think it's genuine and honest, then we ain't doing it. Yeah. But if they, if it's if it's being done from the right place and for the right reasons and we can build it, then yeah, we'll get it done in a relatively agile way. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. And as well, I think you... The fact that you're doing it on reaction means that you know that there's an instant demand for it because yeah. you're doing it in response to a request for that thing. Um, yeah, there's so many cool things that you guys have built, including the LMS and how you manage all your content for your courses and stuff that you yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. So that's one of the great things about being able to grow the team, right? Mm-hmm. Is that then it didn't have to be me building stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. actually be a team of people. So um, we started delivering our coding bootcamp in 2020 and which was amazing don't know how we did it still don't know how we did it because (laughs) like I was working everybody who was involved in that was working a full-time job everybody was in a full-time job and then we were running a boot camp at the same time which made no sense at all but we ran this boot camp very successfully we had 80% of the people that got trained with us got employed afterwards which is fantastic but then we wanted an easier way for people to be able to access that course material interact with each other Mm -hmm. which is where the LMS came from and again it's another WordPress um, site but you can brand it the way you need to you can make add-ons the way that you need to Mm -hmm. as well and and that's been an absolutely fantastic addition because anyone that's learning with us now can access all of their learning material for as long as they need to after the course is completed as well alongside the recordings which is fantastic Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. can really track their progress so it's been amazing to to be able to build these products internally to enable the community to gain more um from from what we're doing which is amazing yeah yeah we speak about um your transition into working full-time and now moving into okay let's make coding black females a full-time kind of gig yeah absolutely so (laughs) um i i don't think i ever set out at the very beginning that this would be a full-time thing i thought it was going to be a meetup group fine although i I also really wanted to run something yeah exactly i think i always kind of knew that this is what i I pretend that i didn't (laughs) so um yeah so we started um delivering the coding boot camp in 2020 Mm -hmm. And that was a point where we were receiving income to deliver that because you actually can't deliver things without without money yeah. because you have to pay people. Um, but what I did was I didn't pay myself for a year. So I essentially left that money in the business knowing that um, I could be working full time. So I've got an income there already. Mm-hmm. And then the only 
the only thing that I have to find is time at that point. Mm -hmm. And then the money that I was earning or should have been taking for myself, I left in the business essentially as an investment um, to that business that year. So I would do that with quite a few things. Um, We would deliver workshops, people would get paid and I'd pay them out of my pocket because I wanted them to know that they were valued. Mm. I wanted them to associate CBF as a genuine brand because it it was a real business. Um, but we didn't have the money yet, so I would I would make sure people got paid, and I would pay them through my money instead. And then when it came to developing the the rest of the business, again that was making sure that we've got that initial investment in the business, which was me just not taking the money that I was due. I just worked loads of hours instead, <laughs> rather than taking somebody else on. Um, but then what then happened was because I was working full time, and this is something that I actually learned when I was doing my Black History training. Mm-hmm. Um, my tutor at the time was like, when you're wanting to set up a business, work every hour that you're given. And then you're never gonna, when you then are able to transition into doing that business full time, you're gonna give yourself time back and that's actually gonna feel quite good to you. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just kill it for a year. Like one year of working really hard, of working all the hours in the, that I could for my day job and then all the hours that I could for CBF. which maxed me out like it wasn't healthy at all like I wouldn't say it's a good thing to do Mm. but it meant that I can do what I'm doing right now so Mm. I'm not that I'm not thinking that bad about it so that meant that we had the initial investment in the business and then it was trying to understand okay what does CBF actually mean what are our ways of generating income what are our ways that we could generate income in the future to mean that we can actually have a sustainable business that can run over many many years um so there was the obvious one understanding the the job board so we kind of understood how many people the income that we got from the job board equated to um which was quite a handy thing so i knew that okay we could have somebody that could help maintain that but also somebody that can help with the running of the business through the job board income Mm. and then it was looking at the the other streams of income and understanding the the pillars i guess of cbf so we, we always call our pillars um, like jobs, uh, events, mentoring and training. So for each element within those pillars, how can we make sure that we can create sustainability that can support the community, support organisations so there's a reason to ge- generate income and then mean that that can lead to more people being employed. Mm-hmm. So job board, great, that brought in a bit. Then I sort of realize that the partnerships that we get with companies that's another fantastic way Mm. to know okay if i get this number of partnerships i can employ this many people Mm -hmm. and is it likely that that company would renew with us for an extra year meaning that i can employ people for more than one year essentially so the journey has really been about understanding how you can generate income how you can make a brand feel comfortable with people um and I, I don't know, I find that interesting because when I was learning about um, branding and things like that, I used to watch a lot of documentaries about um, like how brands resonate with people and what makes yeah. people feel good and things like that. And I remember reading, watching something about Heinz. They'd get people to try different baked beans and some would see the label, some wouldn't. And, and there was something that would light up in their brain if they saw the label, which would make them feel good. And I was like, well, that means that if you're building a brand, your brand has got to be everywhere. So I was like, push the logo out in every location we'd have events and I'd give everybody business cards to take to events that they went to so that then the CBF logo could be more places and make people feel more comfortable with this brand mm. that it felt associated with, right? Not just to build a brand, but because they would feel part of something that is important to them as individuals, right? Mm. So it was like, there was this element of like building this brand out, but then understanding how 
the the strength of a brand can relate to an organization to enable us to generate more income and enable us to hire people really so when I stopped working um in a full-time role and transitioned into CBF at that point it felt like a risk it felt scary Mm. but I was also like you know worst the worst case scenario is the absolute worst case scenario is that I do it for a year because I know the income's there so Mm. I do it for a year and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And then I get a job as a developer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's actually not that yeah. scary. It's not really a risk. It's actually fine. So, um, yeah, just made sure that we got the the runway there, the the money that we needed to, to last. And then I, I moved full time and then we were able to start employing people. Every um, hire that we've had has been related to a project mm-hmm. um, so that, we've always known that there's a way that we could sustain that person um, for at least a year and a half. So every person that's joined, I know that there's a year and a half that they could be supported by. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when you've got more people, you can do more work as well. Yeah. So you can actually grow. And, and that's been, I don't know, it's been an amazing journey of, of learning about organisational growth, learning about what actually speaks well to companies, but also trying to make sure that people who are part of something can actually really feel involved in it um, and really, I don't know, resonate with it, want to grow it, want to be part of this amazing thing. And I think that's the thing I love about even the people that work at CBF. Like, every single person is just passionate about black mm. women in tech. Like, they might not have been, in, they, they're not in tech, all of them, but they're so passionate about seeing that change. Like, they're so passionate. And that, for me, makes it super exciting that we can actually pay somebody a salary to help them help the community that looks like them oh, which is yeah, amazing. amazing so yeah I mean it's it's been fantastic knowing that we're growing knowing that we're still having impact knowing that people are still benefiting all worth it so yeah living my dream life right now oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool so Charlene and Amber it's now time for the tech tea so we're going to ask you for your controversial take on something in the industry What's something about that frustrates you about tech or that you think isn't discussed enough? Hmm. Okay. I was actually going to lead back to something that we've just spoken about, mm-hmm. which is time, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say before I set up Podium Black Females, I didn't spend that much time on social media. Like I'm not a social media person. But when I've been on social media, I see loads of people building side projects all the time. Mm. And <laughs> just building things all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm an underachiever because I'm not building things all the yeah. time. And, and I would try, like, I would be in my day job and I'd go home and I'm like, hey, you've got to learn React tonight because everyone else is learning React all the time. <laughs> and now they're learning View. And I didn't learn React yet. Like, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to build things all the time. Um, and I think that that, for me, is what I would class as slightly controversial. This illusion that people have all this time to build and learn all these things on the side, which actually isn't, all that true so and the 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 time I found out that it wasn't true was when um I was out with one of my mates and he was like we went to a WeWork because we run this other meetup called Meetup and Code and we were running that oh god that's gonna sound really bad he's gonna be really angry if I've told people that he doesn't actually do work on the weekends (laughs) 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 but anyway we don't know who it is (laughs) he opened up his laptop and he opened up like a browser uh, not a browser an IDE took a picture placed it and had a beer 
And I was like, mate, like you're making everyone online think that you're working really hard right now. <gasps> and you're just having a beer. And he's like, yeah, it was, it was good. It was fine. And like... I'm so <laughs> triggered. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say this because it's really bad. Because like, yeah. It, yeah. But um, no, like, and that's the thing. So when I found out that people do that, I was like, oh my God, I can breathe. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't need to learn all the languages at the weekend anymore. Yeah. Like, because people actually don't do it. Like, there might be some people that do, and that's fantastic if they're able to. But it's also okay not to try to learn everything and know everything and build everything and do all the things. It's okay to just do your day job because that's actually really hard in itself. Like, mm. to, to learn what you've got to learn for your day job. And it's actually really hard to, to do anything on the side because you might want to also eat and sleep and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, actually live your life. Crucial (laughs) things that people need. So yeah, I think that's that's my thing. It's this illusion that everyone's doing all these extra things that they are just not doing. And if they are, they're they're selling in a slightly different way. Yeah. I think that that was definitely something that I I was looking into. Like when I first started my role, I was like, I'm not learning fast enough. Mm. And like, oh like do I need to and I was asking people, do I need to code in the weekends? Like do I need to build these side projects? And it was quite confusing, like, because you get a mixed response. Like, yes, of course you do. The only way that you're going to be a superstar developer if you live and breathe coding. And then some people would be like, no, just relax. But I've noticed all the superstars would tell me to relax. But in reality, at the start of their career, they were dedicating a lot of time outside of their yeah. nine to five to coding. So that's one thing that I would say is as much as I say relax, for the first year or yet or two years of my career, I was working full time and then coming home and, and learning and building stuff outside of work. In fact, I, I did it for my whole career. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of the ones that feel bad. I'm one of these people that does it, but like that's what I would do. <laughs> See, this okay, this is exactly the thing that I was struggling with. You would say, no, relax, live your life. But I'm going to code on the weekends and like develop my skills. But you don't have to because yeah. you need balance. But I think that's the thing. So balance is the important thing. So I think it's it's choosing the right time. It's making sure that you are getting rest, not burning yourself out by building stuff, right? So whilst I was, you know, I would take my laptop everywhere and like try to build stuff or even even when I wasn't building, like pretend to build stuff, like just have my laptop open in a coffee shop and like think I was trying to code, but I was actually just having a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think that, I think the way that you do it is important. So one of my friends, like the friend that like would take a picture or whatever, like he also would do a lot of coding outside of work as well. And we would meet up at weekends and we would code together. So it would be like, uh, whilst it, whilst it was like a, a time to do extra work, it was also a social. It was also a time for me to hang out. Mm. And I think that that was a balance for me that was quite good because it's like, yeah, okay, you're spending your whole Saturday doing work, but you're also hanging out with one of your best mates, like, yeah, yeah. which is actually quite a nice thing to do. And, yeah. you know, you and your mate have something really big in common, which is building stuff. Yeah. So that's that's good. So I think it's about finding the balance. Like, maybe don't sit at home and, and code all every evening and then all weekend and not see anybody and, and feel really isolated and find that really tough maybe do that alongside other people that can that can be on that journey with you and have that excitement so I think that's part of like the the code of the females journey that I had which was like I want to bring people together to do that but then also with meet up and code the other thing that I do like it was let's bring people together out of their bedrooms to meet up with other people and, and build relationships whilst they're also coding and whilst they're developing stuff so I think it's important to find those environments, find those communities where you can actually do that 
with other people and that it doesn't feel like you're just working and grafting all the time mm, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's not even just the comparing yourself to the people who are posting those things online I think for me the bit that I struggled with was comparing myself to myself or like mm-hmm. with the 100 days of code thing and <laughs> triggered Amber <laughs> but you you some days I was able to do loads and you know I could post I had screenshots of all the things I've managed to do and change and build and then other days I had could barely do anything because I was so yeah. tired exhausted load, like doing other things but that having the guilt of like oh I did do it the other day so I should be able to do it now I don't know mm. it's like yeah another element of of difficulty in in that pressure that you put on yourself yeah and I think that because so many jobs now or at least like from what I can see a lot of jobs you know they want to see the online presence they want to see that you're blogging and building all this other stuff and you're like what? <laughs> like, mm, I could I, barely. <laughs> I've just finished learning all this stuff. You want to learn yeah. more stuff so that I can get a job, so that I can show you that I'm learning in my spare time. Like, that's really tough. I think that is really hard. And it, especially what you've said about like comparing yourself to yourself. Like, when I was doing things on the side, it was always. It wasn't even a race against all the other people. It was against me mm-hmm. thinking that I wanted to be better, and I thought I was going to be this super like amazing all the hours like coder like building stuff like building all these apps like and I think that's the difficulty it's almost like coming to terms with who you are and the fact that you have limitations because you're a person Mm. like and being okay with that being comfortable with that and then moving forward on the journey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and recognizing that your best changes every day right Mm, absolutely yeah something I'm still trying to learn (laughs) (laughs) because it's like I think in the like the kind of tech space, it's normal. Yeah. Like it's normal to have a blog. It's normal to like build in in public. So when I'm telling people outside of tech what I'm doing, like, oh my gosh, like this, is, I'm like, girl, this is normal. Like, <laughs> don't. There's no need to gas me but up. But then because... that's the toxic hustle culture thing. Yeah. Like normalizing that because yeah. it's not. It's not normal, right? Yeah. Like not in all situations and in all the ways that we see it all the time presented to us. Yeah, exactly. And so, but what, what I do like about like building in public is that it's like you can fail publicly, and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's quite actually that's quite controversial because you know that I always forget that tech bros exist. I'm <laughs> so out of the tech bro like kind of like in my social media like presence that I actually almost forget that they exist. And like uh, I remember going to a woman in tech event, and she was saying that she contributed to open source. But when she didn't display like her picture or the fact that she was a woman, she would get a lot less like critical like comments of her code. But like, yeah. But when she said when she was like presented as a woman who's like contributing, she would get like really awful and sexist comments like in her code. Like if she like mm. messed up, if something wasn't to someone else's standard, they'd make a huge deal about it. And I thought that was really weird. It's sad. I think that, um, and it's it's interesting because. As you said, like I feel so out of this like world now. Yeah. Because I only know black women in tech. <laughs> yeah, you built a black woman in tech world. Yeah. <laughs> so, from what I see in tech, it's a really supportive yeah, fantastic literally. community. Literally. Yeah. It's so interesting, like, depending on who you surround yourself by, yeah. your view of like who's in tech is different. Because even before I landed my role, I was like, why are we doing all this work for women in tech? I know plenty of women in tech, darlings. Like, mm. I didn't really get why we we're doing all this work. <laughs> and even in my first role, I can't even tell you that I was the only woman in the male, male team. Like, I was working with so many women. 
Like, and like the big brained women, the, sorry, the big brained people were women. Yeah. And so it was like still weird, like I'm not really having this issue. So when I'm getting asked questions like, oh, what's it like being a woman in tech? I'm kind of just thinking, I'm surrounded by a lot of women. Like I don't feel like I'm the only, yeah. which was quite different. I was the only, you know, black, but that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it, it was quite interesting. But what has your experience been like in terms of like um, diversity and like who you surround yourself by in tech? Um, I think it's changed a lot, but like since I've been in tech, I've been at a company that the CEO is a black man and mm. like cares a lot about it. And so I think that that, as well as being like a contributing factor to why the company appealed to me, it like filters through to like a lot of the ways we do a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when we have our new joiners next month, we we were going to be like 50 percent women. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really In good. engineering, which is super That's cool. cool. <laughs> yeah um but ha- how about you Charlene I'm sure it's yeah it's, changed. it's interesting because I've only ever worked on teams that have had women like I've never been the only woman on a team um I've been on teams which are all women that like we were all women mm-hmm. and I was like I think we need a man <laughs> <laughs> where are the tech pros <laughs> yeah like so I've I've always had a lot of women around me when I've been in the in the tech industry I think that's one of the things that's been actually really positive about my journey is like I even on my first team I was like there were two women me and and a woman who was not me obviously the other woman and she (laughs) she she was more senior than me and she like almost like took me on the journey that I said I wanted to go on Mm. so I had so many people around I've always had loads of people around me that have supported my career and supported my journey so when she moved on she was like Charlene must be the next team lead you need to make Charlene the next team lead and like I just had the opportunity and then she would pull me in like she then moved on to another role and she was like you need to help Charlene become a technical architect and I was like cool like I'll do that too so it's good having because I've been on a journey where I've seen women supporting women it's Mm. like actually that is normal and I think that's that is normal for tech that people do support each other but I think the women in the tech space are actually really supportive of each other as well mm-hmm. you need someone with a bad experience <laughs> to balance out this conversation because no, no like, I think it's cool though no it is good for people to hear that you've had positive experiences but we're not necessarily acknowledging the fact that not everyone is privileged yeah. enough to have those kind of experiences and that I've definitely had conversations with people who have been the only woman and not only the only woman but the only black person in their team and like everything's spoken to other women who feel like they kind of need to maybe like watch a few sports to engage with the guys and they're seeing mm-hmm. like the fact that someone new can be onboarded who's a man and they can bond over things that she just can't yeah bond with them so I would say that, like, so at the start of my career, I, I started drinking beer. I hate beer. Like, I, or I used to. Now I like it because I <laughs> learned how to drink beer. Yeah. I remember going out with, like, my girls, and they'd all be having cocktails, and they'd be like, I've got to drink beer because I've got to practice this, because that's what I think. <laughs> and, like, when I started work, I, I started learning, like, the rules of football before I started so that I could talk about football, stuff like that. So, definitely, but I, I feel like I've forgotten all of that, because... Yeah they were maybe the things I didn't like so much, so I don't keep them at the front of my mind, if yeah. you know what I mean. But, like, I think that, yeah, that, that side does exist. Mm. Um, that side is slightly unfortunate, I would say, and, and I think that my experience of that, whilst they've been negative slightly, they've not been that bad, because otherwise they would be at the forefront. They yeah. would be my reason. But I think that seeing the positives in, like, the one woman on a team of 20 
seeing that positive actually has enabled me to say, let me create more than one woman that's mm. going to be on a team of 20 that mm. can then pull more women along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes those bad things happen. But if we can find the positive or a positive that we can use to create more positives, then let's let's do that if we can. Mm-hmm. And not I'm not saying that if you have a negative experience and you feel that and you, you're you taken by that, that that's a bad thing, because that's not a bad thing. That's the human experience. That's my personality is that if I have bad things happening, my mind says, how can I make this into a positive? And sometimes that's healthy. Sometimes it really isn't. <laughs> like sometimes I have to let myself also feel and yeah. I'm like, no, you need to experience this as a negative and process those emotions. But sometimes when I can, I'll say, let's see how I can turn this negative into a positive that can positive be a benefit not just for me but for more than just me as well because then we create more mm-hmm. so but Charlene thank you so much for being on I actually still have goosebumps this has been <laughs> so enlightening but yeah thank you for coming on how can we get in contact with you and keep up with all the things that you're doing yeah so my uh social medias social medias are all Charlene P Hunter um that's how you can find me but I would say, if you want to find out anything, go to Coded Black Females instead, yep. because that's more interesting than me. <laughs> <laughs> so codingblackfemales.com or Coding Black Females on most of socials, Coding Black Femmes on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.